You're listening to Sports Connections with David Smale, the show that brings you a fun and intimate look into connections throughout sports. Now here's your host, David Smale. Daniel Vavzhenyak is the director of camps for Proem Ministries in Poland. Through these camps, the staff and volunteers of Proem reach out to children and youth throughout Eastern Europe. A little more than 30 years ago, the founder of Proem, Daniel's uncle Maui, realized that sports could be a great way to cross cultural, ethnic, economic, and political barriers, getting to the heart of the matter. I've had the opportunity to serve at some of these camps on multiple occasions. And while the global pandemic prevented me from being there the last two summers, I long for the opportunity to join my friends from Ukraine, Belarus, Lithuania, Poland, and other parts of the United States for basketball camps in 2022. Daniel is one of the coolest people I know. I have pictures of him van surfing, which is riding on top of a van driving across a field. And Daniel is a professional. Don't try this at home. He has a great sense of humor, which I'm sure will come through during this interview. So, Daniel, welcome to Sports Connections. It's great to be here. I'm glad to have this chance, opportunity to talk to you and the about sports, what about what I love to do. Yeah, well, I, I miss seeing you, my friend. It, it's it, We were just talking before we started recording here. I went through withdrawal last week with uh, knowing basketball camp was going on and I couldn't be there. But I know that you you did a great job once again because it always it gets better every year. So, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward yeah. to next year being there with you. Oh, we are too, and many Polish kids are too. They're asking about American friends when they're coming back. And and uh, also, you know, we, we missed the Ukraine and Belarus and Lithuania because of the of the COVID situation. Sure. But we had a great, great camp with 100, about 180 campers uh, playing, and it, it went really well. Well, good. Um, now, you've been involved with ProM from the start. Does it seem like you've been doing this for more than 30 years? Well, I would I would go opposite. I would say it looks like it started two months ago. <laughs> well, actually, you know, first basketball camp we did 28 years ago. Uh, so that was our first sports. And this year, for the first time, I did not run the camp by myself. So I was not the dean of the camp for the first time in 28 years. So since I'm turning 50 this year, I decided it's time to kind of pass it on to the younger younger guys and i was just kind of on the on the side just watching yeah. if, if they did uh, but you know the last 28 years of basketball camp it seems like whew, like too fast yeah too yeah fast. and and i knowing you as well as i do i can't imagine you just kind of being on the side observing i know you were you were maybe you weren't in charge but you were still you know that we have an expression here large and in charge you may not have been in charge, but you were still large at the camp, and I know that for a fact. So, well, yeah, well, I try not to. I try to give them limited space, and I, I think I did good. But you know, you're you're right. You know, it's like a, it's a, it's like my baby. Yeah, it's really hard to release it, but I need to learn how to do it soon. But I definitely want to stay involved because yeah. it's it's my favorite camp by by far. Oh yeah. So what brought you in initially? I know we talked about your uncle being uh, starting the ministry, but what got you involved in it? And how has your motivation changed over the years? Well, I, uh, I, when I started, you know, when I finished my high school, I was just thinking, what, what am I going to do? And then uh, I, I even tried to go to the sports school, you know, to kind of into the coaching 
I thought they're gonna do, do coach, but uh, it was nothing that I, I did not like the idea, and I decided to go to the ministry to the so the seminary to teach because I I felt called from the beginning to work in the ministry, especially with in the young with the young people. Uh, I was involved in my church as a kind of like youth 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 leader. Uh, before, even in, during the high school years, and, and I, I loved this. And I was attending camps for my life, Christian camps. I loved it, uh, and I said, you know, something that I really want to do. And because this is, I've seen how effective the camps are. Sure. Uh, and I said, if I can be involved in the ministry, the the camping ministry is something that I would really love to do. It. And when Maui started program. And the camps were a big part of this ministry, so I decided. And he was he invited me, and so I didn't didn't hesitate long. I just hopped in because that's something I loved it, and I wanted to be involved in. Yeah, and and you know Maui is such a great guy. Such it, it's he's easy to to follow in his his ideas. I mean, he just he casts the vision so well, and he's easy to to work alongside, isn't he? Yes, yes, he is. He's. Uh, He's a great man, and he's a he's a guy who who can who draws people with his visions and ideas and approach to to the people into the ministry. So that's that's for sure. Now I know Proem does a lot of different types of camps, but we're here to talk today about the sports camps. Uh, so talk about how sports impacted your life. Well, as, you know, since I was twelve, I, I, I play sports. I started with volleyball. Very, which is very big in Poland. And then I, in my school, I was, I was school that volleyball was big. And then I switched into basketball. It's actually in like eighth grade. Uh, and then high school, I was in a team and I, I played quite a bit. And then in college, at the seminary too. So I loved basketball. I love sports. And, uh, you know, I, I know that, you know, when you love something, and I know that the, I had passion for this. I had a passion for ministry. Why not to combine these two? So that was the when when I actually when I attended uh, to went to the Warsaw the seminary, they just opened up the big league over there, which is the which was at the moment uh, the biggest natural, uh, amateur league in in the world. It and it was called at that time it was ninety two. It was called WNBA. Huh. Warsaw NBA. Because WNBA in America did not exist exist right. yet in the, right. those years, so, so we we decided to to uh, to start the Christian team, first ever Christian team in Poland called Puławska Brothers. Puławska was the name of the church in Warsaw night when, that I was attending. So we, we called me and my buddy. We just uh, invited some guys and we started this team called Puławska Brothers and joined this in playing that league. And, we, and that's actually that what started the basketball camps because there was a lot of people that was kind of uh, first, you know, come to join the team. And then there was uh, people who come to see our games. And there was some big, big games because there was some former pro players that were playing this league. And that was a, that was a high competitive, very high level team and uh, league. So, uh, and we are part of it. And, and basketball was a big part of of what we were doing and a big part of the outreach for the for the boys from the from the city of Warsaw uh, and out of this uh, we started the, the the basketball camps which was also the first christian 
sports camp in, in Poland. It was in 1993 uh, when we started the basketball uh, camps. So okay. that's how it all started. Now, this is more of a, it's beyond Pro-Am, it's beyond Poland. Why do you think sports uh, are such a great barrier breaker? We talked in the introduction about it doesn't matter where where you're from, what your economic status, what race you are, it, it crosses all barriers. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, on the court, you, I mean, you're, you're even. I mean, you know, doesn't matter where you're coming from. Are you from poor family or from rich family? You know, it's it's what you can perform on the court, and especially if you create the team, and then you became the teammate, you know, very fast, and you have to do stuff together. I mean, we've said we've seen some amazing, you know, things, you know, through the sports. One of the camps we did a few years ago was a was a camp called Five C Five Culture Camp, and it happened here in Zakhostela, and we invited. Uh, like Jews from Israel, but also uh, Palestine Arabs from also from from like from West Bank, uh, and for the they said for the first time they had they have a chance to talk to each other and then to play sports together, uh, and uh, I mean and they have a great time doing this and uh, at the end of the camp they have a first time chance to pray together and because because they were they were born you know Jews were were Messianic Jews and the, some of the this Palestinians were, were Christians and but they had never had the fellowship together wow. but at the camp they had the fun together they they play games together they, they get to know and and then and the and the end of the camp they decided hey we need to let's pray together for our country and for our nations so that was the that was the, one of the the great fruit of the of the sport and fun and in, in the camp that we've seen here in Zakristela and how the sports really breaks the barriers down, down. So, so that's that happens all over. I mean, we had we have you know people in our team and the Christian team. Most of the half of the team were from evangelical uh, evangelical backgrounds. Most of them were from Catholic families because Poland is you know ninety five percent Catholic. But they did not you know there was no no problem. They knew they're playing in the in the evangelical kind of Christian team. We had, we pray before that. We have our our uh, decalogue, you know, the Ten Commandments of the brothers, and, and that they need to agree with, and they were attending our then attending our Christian camp, and they were working at the camp. So, and we had some some good stories about some of those boys, how they turned out their, their life around. I was going to ask you next. You know, do you have some good examples of of people who may not have gotten along if they just wore their you know wore their country's T-shirt or wore their cultures gear or something but through basketball where they became friends uh do you have yeah. some good examples of that yeah well we, we have also yeah we have some you know in our in our you know international basketball camp we have we have teams from ukraine and from belarus and, and lithuania and some of the belarusians are also russians so when 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 we had uh, you know the war started be- between ukraine and, and russia and so we had some Opposite sides you know, attending the camp, and uh, I mean they were in one team. They were put them in one team because we, you know we we create teams at the bank and here they kind of created camp NBA camp, camp league. Right. So we put them together, and I mean they played together very well. They they, they became friends, and because uh, you know they had to do it stuff together for to, to win in the game and. And then basketball was something that was that was connecting them and uniting them for the for that. So it, that it's it's interesting, Daniel, and I've seen that 
uh, myself where you might have two people that, you know, whether it's they were competitors the year before or they're from different cultures, different countries or whatever, where they may not even like each other at the start of the, the start of the week. But by the time the camp is over, the, they're arm in arm. They're eating at, this, oh, at yeah. the same table that sports can be a culture changer. When, yes. when those kids, and we're not just talking about young kids, we're talking about, you know, teenagers and even post high school kids, when they realize that they're really more similar than they are different, those other things just fall by the wayside, don't they? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, we have some, of the, some of the players that are coming are adults that are, that are in their 20s are coming, still coming for the international camp and uh, and uh, you know they they merge. I mean, the the feeling, the atmosphere of the camp on the day first, and then the the last day, the sixth day of the camp is so much different. I mean, there you see everybody's friend of from with everybody, and then at the beginning they sit in their in their countries with their kind of in their circles, but then after they we divide them and they all they all you know in the put in different teams. Uh, and the end of the the week, I mean, it's all the, all mixed up, and all they all sitting together and having fun and speaking. Sometimes not even having you know similar language to speak, but they they find a way to communicate and to have fun together and fellowship together. You know, this is a this is a sports podcast. I'm not going to ask you to dive into politics, but let's say you were the commissioner of the world. <laughs> you have, you were in charge of all maybe let's just go with Europe I'll, I'll keep it simple for you today um, you are the commissioner of Europe and you are responsible for make helping countries start getting along better would you use sports I mean sports is a, is a great tool yes I would I would use sports uh, although you know the sports fan is like soccer fans you know when they when you use sports they it's not it's not something to to you know to unite. Yeah. But so you have to you have to mix them up. You have to mix them up. You know, if you if you do the mixed teams, uh, if you let them play, because you know players don't have no play no problems. They they love each right. other. And yeah. They pass this to to the next to the, to the spectators too. So it's sports is great. It's great to 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 connect. That's for sure. And, and one of the things that I think you do, you guys do so well at these basketball camps is, you know, if there's six, six, seven, eight guys from Lithuania, you don't put them on one team and six or no. seven or eight from Belarus and six or seven or eight or whatever from the Ukraine, you mix them all up. So they have to learn to get along. And then they realize all, all the things we were talking about that they're more similar than they are different. And those other things are not as important as playing like brothers or playing like sisters. This is not just a camp for boys. It's a camp for girls and, and women. So I think yeah. that's really cool. Did that idea happen or, you know, right away? Or is that something you figured out? Hey, we need no, to. No, no. Well, we, from the beginning, we, we, that was intentionally. We want to, wanna, you know, mix them up to help them to connect and to just, because we do have this, uh, you know, as you, as you remember, there is a one game a day, when they play uh, with, their, with their national team, right. but this is just a small part of the camp. The, the bigger part is much more. Uh, the two, three games that they play in their in their team, the camp teams, 
that we are trying to create equally at the beginning of the camp. Uh, and that was, that was from the beginning, from the beginning, that was our intention to, to mix them up so they can, uh, they can connect, they can, so they can experience, the, the meet the other cultures and, and cooperate together with this other cultures uh, for, you know, for the cost of, of winning the championship at the end of the, of the camp. So, yeah, and it's great. I, I don't know if that was your idea, but you should pat yourself on the back if it was, because that was brilliant. Um, oh, thank you. It, the interesting thing is, and you know, I've certainly experienced the um, the national teams uh, playing against each other, but because that's happening as the other stuff is going on, even the fans are not getting in. They're not, you know, it's not becoming violence. It's, you know, yeah. the, the, the cheers. You know, I, I love. You know, if I've got somebody that I'm become particularly close with playing for for the Ukraine, you know, I'll jump in with the Ukraina or, uh -huh. you know, Lituva or whatever the, the chant uh -huh. happens to be, you know, and there's people from other countries whose team is not playing who are jumping in with the crowd because yeah. they're, they're their friends and that international stuff, you know, my country competing against your country takes on less tension, still, it's still exciting and they're still rooting for their country but it's less tense. And I think that's something that our culture could, should learn from better. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So we, you know, throw, we put this more, more uh, uh, pressure into the, the, this mixed team so, so they can connect and, and play together. So that's, that's why the other games are much more important for us. And there are many, much, much more of them. Yeah. Um, now, I talked in the introduction about your sense of humor, and I could tell stories for a lot for a long time about some of this stuff. I think we've got for the video version of this, I think we've got a picture of you van surfing, <laughs> riding the van across the field. Um, and I'll send that to you if you don't have one. But um, I don't. Oh, yeah, please do. Please okay. Do. Where does your and I will say wild side, where does your sense of humor come from? My father was a was also prankster and, and he liked he liked to joke. So I guess he's in in DNA. So uh, that's you know I like I like good laugh and especially you know working at the camp you did you have you don't have to but you know camp life is also prank life. You know you you do yeah. a lot of prank and and for the for the ages for all this camps we did a lot of pranks to our american especially american friends because we like we like to, to prank them they they're great people and, and they have a good sense of humor and you and they take it take it very well uh, and so so we had a lot of fun fun stories with them and one funny story about them trying to get us back you know it's it is connected with the wnba you know as as you, as you, as you told as I told you we play in this WNBA league in Warsaw uh, and uh, and they didn't know that this American so one time when we went to America to to uh, to visit uh, our friend from the friend from Mount Pleasant Christian Church from Greenwood in Indiana and we play a lot of pranks on them uh, and uh, and they invited us and we didn't know, and they said, okay, meet us at this restaurant. So we're coming to the restaurant, and then next to the restaurant is this message board on the high pole, you know, huge one. And then with a the big letter, there's a, this 
this, this is written, welcome Polish WNBA stars. <laughs> and, and they walk into this, to this restaurant and they're over there waiting on their reaction and said, wow, this is so awesome. Thank you so much. We did not expect this such great welcome, you know, welcome billboard with, with you know, welcoming us. And say, don't you get it? It's WNBA. And, and then, yeah, I said, yes, I know. We're playing WNBA, Warsaw NBA. <laughs> welcome us like this. So they were so bummed because they tried to get us back. And then, and then it, yeah, I remember that was, that was, I laughed so hard because that's that, that's supposed to be a joke. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Well, my, and I'm, I'm not going to tell a lot of them, but I will tell my favorite one the first time. You know, my daughter was part of the first group from the, from our church to come over there. And mm -hmm. so our pastor, Brian Wright, who obviously you're very close friends with, warned us or warned the kids rather about different people that they couldn't believe <laughs> if they told you something, you know, not in serious stuff, but it, as if they mm -hmm. told you something that seemed a little different, you know, you might need to investigate it. And you're actually at the top of the list. And, um, uh, Brian told about the first time he was in Poland and he didn't want to be that ugly American who, you know, was the tourist and stuff like that. So you guys went out to dinner. I don't know how many people were in his group, but he said you told him a couple. He wanted to say um, it went to a restaurant and he wanted to know how to say this is delicious and thank you very much. And what you told him was actually a translation for I just passed gas and I have worms. And, and he said, you know, they bring him a, some food and he would say, instead of thank you very much, I just passed gas. And by the end of the meal, <laughs> you, you had a crowd of waiters coming around to see what Brian would say. And finally he caught on, said, what am I saying to them? And then you released, you revealed uh, some of your, some of your pranks. So uh, I'm thrilled to have you on as a guest, but I will warn any of my listeners or viewers uh. who do happen to go. Uh, to visit in, in Poland and run into Daniel Wawrzyniak, don't believe him. <laughs> That's just... Well, the, these are, you know, the past days. I'm, new, I am, I'm a new man now. Oh, all yeah. This, yeah. All I don't believe that, unless you've changed in the last two years uh, <laughs> since I've seen you. So, um, now you talked about the NBA, the, the, the focus, uh, heavy focus on the NBA. You show, at, during the camp, you show NBA highlights. Winners of competition get NBA gear as prizes. Why is the NBA such a big deal for the people of Eastern Europe? Well, if if you want to have the best soccer, you go to the Champions League. If you want to have the best basketball, you go to NBA because the best players are playing in NBA, uh, and that's uh, that's uh, why that's why the Polish and not only Polish but you know European teenagers they mm -hmm. love and you you don't they don't show. You know, college foot basketball here in, in Poland, Polish TV. So there is no way to to watch it. They do show NBA. It is at 2 a.m. and many kids are watching this at, at live at 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, you know, the next game the, here at the camp, they're gonna watch it with the with the half of the camp probably. The, the game number what six mm -hmm. for middle sons, which is happening soon. So. So that's that's why we you know we refer to NBA so much because it's very popular uh, here in, here in, in Poland especially. Okay, I, I want to ask you some personal questions. Then, who is who is your favorite NBA team? Well, since uh, 
I'm from the Jordan era. I started watching when the Michael Jordan play, and my sister lives in Chicago, so Chicago Bulls. Although they're not very good, but it's still that's that's the closest to my heart. Chicago Bulls. Uh, I'm guessing he's your favorite NBA player of all time. Yeah, is he was the best. Yeah. He was the don't don't bring me LeBron or some other guys. No, <laughs> good players, but there only there's only one Michael. Only one, Mr. Air Jordan. Now, I know you've got jerseys from a lot of NBA teams. Do you follow other NBA teams um, or is it just you like the gear? No, I, mean, I do. I do follow. Not as much as, as, as before, uh, but my kids are, my, my, you know, and some other friends here. So I do. I, when, especially when the Polish guy played there. Polish Hammer, Marcin Gortat. Mm-hmm. So I, I cheer for Wizards when he played for Wizards and Suns and Magic. So we kind of cheer cheered this team because that was that was there was another guy, Maciej Lampe, before that mm-hmm. we play against. Because here next to the camp, uh, there's Olympic training center. So right. many years ago, Polish national team, junior national team was practicing them. And so we play against them. And Marcin, Maciej Lampe was there as a, I think, 18 years old, so 19 years old. That was a few years before he came to NBA. We almost beat them. We lost in overtime, so we had a good team here at the camp. That was like a best of the camp uh, team that played the Polish national team. So that's, it says either how bad is Polish national team or how good <laughs> how good is the camp team. But we had some good, good, you know, some Americans were playing, and then we have some Lithuanians, which are usually very good too. Yeah. So, so, so that was a great, great game. And it's interesting. So, it's interesting, Daniel, because the two years I've been there, the Ukrainian, one of the Ukrainian teams, because they usually have enough that they split it into. You guys split it into two mm-hmm. teams. The Ukrainians have won the international competition both years that I was there. So they're well, they're, they're coming on too. They are, and then on our staff we have this the guy Danilo Kozlov, who is a pre- working for us at the camp, was one of the coaches in the camp and our camp too, and he played for ten years for Ukrainian national team. He like six nine. Yeah, he played for many clubs. There's a great picture of him blocking Dirk Nowitzki in in one of the Ukraine versus Germany game. So so he's he was very helpful because he's he's six. 10 or 6-9, but he's a great yeah. three. So usually he was the winning factor. In the last yeah. Now, before, before we go on to my next question, this is an aside, and the people who watch this or listen to this probably won't know who I'm talking about. But when, I, when I'm thinking of Gortat, every time I watched him play, I thought, that guy looks like an older, bigger Greg Moore. Did you ever notice how much he looks like Greg Moore? Yeah, he does. Yes, I mean, he's a... It's like a double in the in the size, <laughs> both ways, this way yeah. and this way. <laughs> okay, that, he, yeah. We'll get back to uh, things that other people can relate to besides Greg Moore, who's the youth pastor at our church. Um, so, here's a personal question: I'm going to ask you to pat yourself on the back. Um, which NBA player most resembles your game when you were playing? Well. Uh, I mean, me and Michael, it's, it's hard to just, you know, see the difference. <laughs> now, I, I would probably say because I'm a, I was, uh, I like to have a ball and control. 
So that's that's kind of early Michael Jordan, I would say, before they started to get the, to win the championships. Uh, because usually the team that I was I was playing in, especially in high school and in college, is uh, we I I was the tallest in the team, but so we we play weird basketball. <laughs> I, I like to have the ball, so I was the tallest, but I was a like kind of point guard and shooting guard and. And, play, and number yeah, one, I've never, I've never seen you bashful uh, with the ball in your hands. You, you'll, you'll take on anybody. You'll go against Danilo, uh, even though he's oh yeah seven inches yeah, taller yeah. than you, and you'll shoot from way beyond three point range. Uh, bashful does not fit your your game. No, no, yes, yeah. I mean, I I like to head control. I like to head to control of the of the <laughs> game, having ball in my hand. So, not not that I didn't pass. Not like a you know Luca. Kind of look at Doncic is kind of the same right right now. I like him. I like to watch him. Okay, because he's changing now. He's he's now he's great shooter, but he's a great passer now too. So being so young, so I I admire him too. So yeah, look at there. Yeah. So okay. Favorite. So we'll we'll just we'll start calling you Luca from from now on. Um, all right. The the original idea for camps has grown tremendously. Just talk about all the different types of camps besides basketball that Proem offers? Well, just if we're talking sports camp, we do a multi-sport camp for kids when we teach them uh, soccer, American football and baseball, volleyball, basketball. Because this American sport is it's kind of new for them and interesting. So, mm-hmm. so great draw. But we also do the fitness camp for families, adults. We do the winter ski camps when we go south to the mountains and we do downhill skiing which is very popular here in poland then do art camp uh, just generic mixture camps which is mixture of everything uh, or language camps uh, just family camps so all kind of camps which are always always only the tool for us because these all the camps are evangelistic in approach sure. there are most of the campers are not from evangelical churches. They are from either Catholic fam- families or from non-believing families. 80% of, the, of, of attendees are from, from you know, outside of evangelical circles. And for us, it's just the sports or whatever the, the theme of the camp is. It's just a bridge and just the, the tool, tool to, to get to them with the message of the, of the gospel. And yeah. it's working. And it's interesting, the first year, I mean, I was at the arts camp um, 10, well, 15 years ago now, um, how I got exposed to your ministry. But the last two times I was there, I was with basketball. And the first of those two years, I ran into a young lady uh, from Lithuania. And, you know, I I came originally to to do a blog to write about the camp and quickly got hooked into being a coach. And the next year I came as a coach because I had so much fun coaching. But that first year, you know, it, at the main sessions, you would say, if you've got a story to tell, if one of your teammates has inspired you, David, stand up. And I'd stand up and they'd say, go, mm-hmm. you'd say, go see David. And every once in a while, somebody would come up to tell me their own story. And this young lady came up to me and she said, I have a story I'd like to share with you. I said, okay. And she told me how she'd been coming. And she was at that point, probably 23 or 24 years old. And you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention her name. Um, Hmm. but I said to her, when did, you know, when did it come become a reality for you to become a believer? And she said, well, I'm not there yet, 
But every time I come here, there's something different. There's something that draws me here. There's a, there's a special, um, I can't remember the word she used, but there's a special appeal that I don't, don't get anywhere else. And so it's really cool to see, you know, she'd been coming probably eight or nine years at that point. And she kept coming back. She came first because of the basketball and she played mm-hmm. professional basketball in Lithuania, but she kept coming back because of the fellowship and this extra thing that she couldn't put, put her hands on or what it was. How much do you see that a lot of kids keep coming back and after two, three, four, five, eight years, they finally say, you know, this Christian thing is, is right for me. Well, it's some people, some, you know, kids doing this on the third day, the first camp they come, they, they ready. And then the God's touching their hearts and some takes the years. And, uh, and, uh, and we've seen those, you know, coming for many years and finally in the year seven or eight, finally something breaks in them and, and they, they give their life to Christ. And sometimes we have a story, which is kind of a recent story. There was a nineties when we did basketball camp, there was this, there was this guy coming for basketball camp, big guy, big, tough guy. And he was just coming for basketball. He didn't care for anything else. Uh, and then, you know, he became too old to come for the camp. We never heard about him uh, until like 10 years later or 15 years later, like, like five years ago, uh, I heard that he just uh, came to the church in Warsaw, to our church, and he said, I want to be baptized. He just became the paramedic. He said he was, uh, he saw so many, you know, accident and death. And, and suddenly he just remi- remember all the stories that all the, you know, teaching and preaching that he heard in the 90s in the basketball camp, all this, you know, all this death that he was watching now, you know, brought all these memories back, and and I want to give my life to Christ. I I have no time to lose, and, and he was baptized, and now he, and now he's a Warsaw. So, so there's a you know different paths for, for different people. We hope it happens on the day three when when right. they come, but not that easy. And and especially in the basketball camp, you know, we, it's it's a, it's a, so so great because you know all the other camps usually have more girls than than boys, and and usually the the boys are, you know, just nice boys. And then basketball camp when they come, there's a big, tough, rough boys. Uh, you, you remember you've seen them, uh, and just to see them, you know, coming forward, praying is just just so special to to to, to see that happening. Yeah, yeah. And and I've, I'm not, again not going to mention mention names, but uh, I've become close with. Uh, Interestingly, another guy from uh, Lithuania who the first year he came, our friend Jeff um, was mm-hmm. his coach and he had to rein him in. He had to, you know, he had to sit him down several times because he was losing his temper. And eventually he came back as a camper after several years. And the first year I was there, which was 2018, Jeff baptized him in the river that runs through the camp. And that was a, another six, seven year process where rough and tumble. And, and this, this young man is still probably rough on the edges, but he realized that he needed something. And so that, I, I could talk all day about the, the success stories uh, that you guys have had. Let me wrap up with a couple of things here. How can people get involved in one of ProM's camps? Maybe it's coming there uh, to be involved once, once the travel restrictions are lifted, maybe it's supporting you guys financially, 
Uh, maybe it's praying for him. What? How did people get all involved? Of, in all of above, yes. All of above. I mean, we're very happy to have you here. You're invited. And if you, especially if you, well, all, all camps are actually are available for you to, to attend, to help. It doesn't have to be sport, but sports is uh, very needed, you know, basketball or any other sports, if you know, uh, and can lead like, you know, baseball, American football. And you don't have to be, you know, professional coach on a high level. If you play at least a little bit, you, you'll be good to go, you know, to teach kids to kids this and it's still it's a great great outreach for kids so there's a you know we have our office in the in the kentucky if you if you google us prime ministries or prime support ministries prime minister you you'll find you find it and that we have an office there that will help you to connect with us and there also you can do donate you know is that we always uh, need some some funds you know when we invite other countries like belarus and the ukrainian Lithuanians, we always subsidize them because you know it's it's a st- st- still financial stretch for them to, to come here, and also we try we have a lot of kids also from underprivileged families from Poland attending different camps, and we, our ministry run you know different churches too and after school programs in with inner city kids in in, in three locations Tomaszów in Łódź and in Piotrków, so we work with with those kids and we we'll try to get them to the camp too so and uh, so. And the financial help would be great, and definitely pray, pray for for our camps. I, you know, in the summertime, we always we switch to the three S, three S mode. As come to the prayer, and we invite everybody to join us. It's a three S, which is the first is safety of our campers, second is salvation of our campers because that's why we do the camp. So mm-hmm. so they so they respond to the Christ, and then staff, our staff. We have a lot of great staff volunteers and. And our, you know, full-time staff and then the guests from usually from the abroad, if COVID allows. Uh, uh, so we need we need good staff that they can be, uh, you know, with good witness and and be delight for those people, those kids who are coming for our camp. So if you can pray for us, and I mean, every summertime, you know, from from end of June to end of August, even if you this year, if you've seen it in. Uh, please pray for for Zakushchela for for camp for campers here, especially in this three S prayer. All right, and and I will tell anyone who's interested, it's definitely worth the investment, uh, definitely worth the time. Um, you will have the time of your life. Uh, I was telling Daniel before we started recording that this last week was really tough for me because my Facebook wall kept popping up pictures from from years past, and and you know, oh, there is and I'm not going to mention names, there's this guy and there's this kid and, you know, this different impact. I had, I had a kid that, that um, played for me the first year. And he was one of those kids who was hard to reach. He was so competitive that when, and he was the best, he was the smallest and youngest player on our team and the best player on our team. And the other teams figured that out. And he would take it personally when he was being double teamed and triple teamed and he couldn't score the basket. And he would, storm off the court because he was upset with, that we lost. And I finally said, I need you to be my assistant coach. You know what you need your teammates to do better than I do. And by the end of the week, it was coach this and coach that. And we still stay in touch. And that was three years ago. And I, I'll have that relationship, uh, you know, for the rest of my life. And it, I'm telling you people, this is something that you need to do. And it's, and in case you don't, recognize or can't understand Daniel's accent. It's pro-em, P-R-O-E-M, 
uh, Ministries, and their their headquarters are in Shelbyville, Kentucky. Um, but Proem Ministries, and there's a, a Polish website if you're adventurous, or there's also an English version website if you're not. So um, I encourage you to, to do that. Now, Daniel, you're now on the Chamber of Commerce for Zakashela, Poland, or Tomaszów, which is where the, the main church is there uh, that you guys attend with, with the camps. Now is your opportunity to talk about how beautiful Poland is and why people should come and visit, whether it's with a camp or not. Well, yeah, Poland has it all. I mean, you go, it's opposite Denmark. I go up north for the, for the beautiful Baltic Sea, beautiful big sandy beaches, or you go south, you, there, you hit the big mountains. You can go downhill skiing or just uh, see, see the, the beautiful mountains. Or you can come in the middle where we are with a beautiful forest, the huge forest and um, lakes and, and rivers. And it's, it's not big. It's about two-thirds of the size of the Texas. So it's not far you know, of driving. So you can drive from, from different parts of Poland, see different, different uh, beautiful locations. And the Polish people are very friendly. They yes. love America. Most of them speak, yeah, especially young people speak a little, little bit English, so it's it's easy to communicate. Uh, and uh, it's just your Poland's beautiful. Come and see us. Yes, and, and I will I will vouch for the fact that the you know the Polish people are very friendly. The first year I was there, which was 2007, uh, our team leader said, you know, we're eating. Don't sit as a group of Americans. Mingle with you know with the Polish kids, and and they. You know, they was they said it was okay for my wife and me to eat at the same table. We didn't have to split up that much. But I remember one night we came into the dining hall a little bit late, and I had picked up a few Polish words. And so, uh, you know, we asked for the the water, for the butter, for the bread, for the meat, whatever to put it. And all of a sudden, I realized, and I'm saying these in Polish, and I'm mm-hmm. quite proud of myself for saying them all correctly. And they're passing. And all of a sudden, I look, and in front of Tammy and me is basically everything from the table. And there's six kids sitting around the table. And one of them said, you need anything else in perfect English. And they were giving us the grief, you know, that we were trying to impress them and they didn't need it. They, they're great, great kids. But again, even some of those kids from 2007, we still keep in touch with. So uh, great relationships there. Now I want to talk about you personally, your wife, Adita is part of Pro Ministry. And now your son, Nathan, and your daughter Natalia are involved as well. Talk about how serving together has helped keep your family close. Oh well, so they kind of you know kids grew up at the camp. You know we live in the camp first for the two years before we build our house in the village. So they and then for every summer they they don't know and another summer than being at the camp. So first, you know, there were us the kids running around and, and for the last five, six years when they became teenagers, they got involved, started working. Now they're, you know, Nathan is adult, he's in the college and Natalia just graduated from high school. They both very involved, you know, Natalia playing violin, singing, and she's also a great basketball player. So it's Nathan. Uh, and so they, they, you know, they don't know any other options. You know, we try to send them to different camps before is it? why go somewhere else we have yeah. the best camp i don't want to go anywhere so you know summer is usually very busy as a family so the fact that we are working together so we, that you know we can spend time together uh, serving together and then uh, and when you especially when you serve together 
uh, and you see you know that you're part of, of such something greater than you know making yeah. money for food but knowing that you're doing something that you know building the kingdom of, of christ seeing the young people trans you know tr life transform you know they they got saved at the camp so they know how important it is and mm -hmm. now they passed it on i got saved in the camp too when i was when i was teenager many years ago so i know how how important it is and they love it they love it uh, and i don't think they will change it for anything else yeah my my favorite uh as you know both of my kids uh were over there for a lengthy period of time and i remember the first time um it was the second year we came and i was one of the team leaders from our church and our son was already interning over there so he would be there and our daughter was um working at a church in Kentucky that was sending a group. And I remember that Julie saying that, that her supervisor wasn't sure that they wanted her to be the leader of their team, even though she knew plenty about, uh, about the ministry and, and what you guys did. And they said, um, you know, will you be able to separate the fact that your parents are there and your brother's there? And she told the story about the first year when we all came over and she was interning there and she said that, that uh, my wife and I were walking across the camp and she hadn't seen us in, I mean, other than that week, she hadn't seen us in seven months and she had a, a, some spare time and, and we were walking for something and, and she stopped us and she said, mom, dad, I want to tell you something. And my wife, who's the sweetest person in the world said, not now, Julie, we have to go somewhere. And so she she told about the fact that this camp is is a very active thing and we're really involved in it. Yeah, you still be a family, but you're working and mm -hmm. it's very rewarding to work as a family and to see results as a family. So I, I can vouch for that part of it as well. Please tell Adita and the kids I said hello. Oh, well, thank you. All right. The last question, I regardless of it, if we're talking, you know, I'm talking to uh, current or former professional athletes, coaches broadcasters, whatever, I always ask the question last, what is your legacy? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I think that for me, you know, what is special, and they always stay with me, you know, the, the, the starting this, this first Christian basketball team in Poland, and then this, the, the Christian basketball camps, and see, see it, you know, rolling for 28 years, and growing and now you know this year kind of passing to the next generation although still i'm still around and, and then just to remember so many tough guys that were around that you know changed their life you know god changed their life during mm -hmm. the basketball happened because they came for the basketball camp and and, and so this is something I, that will uh be most important for me, you know, just just to 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 see that and to to be able to be part of it, you know, to know that God allowed me to uh, to participate in this. This is something that uh, it's most important to me, and um, that's something that I hope will will continue to be, and then to to just to see new generation of the tough tough players, you know, softening their heart and bowing before Christ and giving their life to him. All right. Great, great answer. Uh, my friend, it's always good to catch up with you. 
and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, and greetings to everybody there in America. Thanks for listening to Sports Connections with David Smale. Make sure to subscribe, follow, and rate the show from your favorite podcast platform. You can learn more about David Smale and his work by visiting davidsmalebooks.com. Don't forget to join us weekly for new episodes. Until next time.